Welcome back to Kutera's Expert Corner. In our last episode, panelists discuss how they use the Excel V Plus to manage common aesthetic concerns efficiently. But how is the Excel V Plus able to provide its impressive results and what sets the device apart from others on the market? That was the focus of this episode, hosted by Dr. Jeffrey Dover, co-director of skincare physicians in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. We're talking about the XLV Plus, and we're going to jump right in to the genesis of XLV. Vic, you were there at the very beginning. What was special about XLV, and what, why was it so revolutionary? Well, the original code name for XLV, which was Rainforest, was, was kind of revolutionary. But then what happened, we saw this device, and it really fit a need. That's Dr. Vic Ross, director of the Laser and Cosmetic Dermatology Unit at Scripps Clinic in San Diego. Many of us were asked what would be necessary to build so the UL, UVL, the ultimate vascular laser, what would be the best way to design a vascular laser from the ground up? Because that had not really been done to this point. People had sort of built on earlier technologies, made them a bit better, but I think all of us agreed that 532 was a good wavelength, that we needed contact cooling, we needed variable spot size on the fly, and we needed to be able to have a handpiece that was ergonomically friendly. And that was really something that was new because this laser met those criteria and it was something you were able to turn on. It warmed up in two or three minutes versus 15 or 20 minutes and you were able to use it right away and, and see very nicely the vessels disappear and the redness disappear. So that was sort of revolutionary, purple-free, relatively large spot at the time, 12 millimeters. It doesn't seem that large now but it was very big. Uh, those were the things I think that differentiated even 10 years ago from the competition. And Omar, you were there. What's, what was so special about XLV when you first got it? I, I think I heard you say this, Jeff, and I, I, I really appreciated it. Dr. Omar Ibrahimi is in private practice in Connecticut, where he focuses on aesthetics, skin cancer, and Mohs surgery. I think this was the first device where the company actually came to clinicians, and, and they were actually interested in what is it that you need to be successful in treating patients, rather than here's this new device we'd like you to buy, and you know, you're going to have to adapt your practice to it. So. I think a lot of the things Vic said, you know, and, and, and Marriott alluded to, this goes into a standard wall outlet, turns on quickly, it calibrates, you can adjust your settings on the fly. I'm, I'm one of those people that I like treating by endpoints, and so oftentimes I'm dialing my setting, and if I have a laser where I have to recalibrate it or anything like that, that, that just makes for a lot of awkward time, time with the patient. So, um, you know, it's, it's really a laser and a device that's centered around me, and my needs and, and having the plus and having had the XLV, um, I, I can tell that that commitment is even there with the things they've added like the dermostat handpiece and, and expanding the spot sizes. Dr. Dover next turned to Dr. Mary Lupo, a cosmetic dermatologist in New Orleans. I know you've used the XLV as a workhorse in your practice for years. Did it change your practice when you first got it? So I have to tell you, now I know I need to thank you three guys that I got this device because I didn't have a pulse dye laser. I didn't want a pulse dye laser. I was an injection girl. And I thought that the pulse dye laser was just a hassle. And it was not essential to my practice. And I was having reasonable luck using a very good IPL for a lot of things, 
and uh, had a spot, 532, called the Iridex that I used for Dermatosis Papulosis Nigra, which is large in my practice. And I was reasonably satisfied, but I always had, you know, sort of like uh, FOMO, you know, because I always felt bad that I didn't have, I felt like, well, you know, I'm not really one of the cool people. I don't have a vascular laser. So when this device came out, I said, this is a vascular laser that I can love. And it's practical. And it fits my needs because the reason I said I'm not a laser guru, I'm an injection guru. And I use laser to supplement and complement that art form for me. And the ease of use of this device, the versatility of this device, just translated it to be a good device for me. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fancy pants when it comes to lasers, and I just really liked what you all, with the guidance you gave Qterra, you all did a really good job because you made it a device for people like me. And Mary, to give a credit where credit is due, you helped to pioneer the use of lasers amongst non-laser practitioners, colleagues of ours, who were afraid of the big noisy lasers, fibers, dye, noise, big plugs, special wiring, and your colleagues and our colleagues followed you because you said, gee, this is cute, it's attractive, it plugs in, it's quiet, I can turn it off when I'm talking to patients because we forget, but the noise of lasers is very scary. You walk into the room and you see that petrified look and it's because there are three noisy lasers all running. Sounds like a garage. Well, the XLV, you turn it off, and then when you're ready, you turn on, and 60 seconds later, it's ready every single time. So I have to say, you deserve a lot of credit because a lot of our colleagues now use this device because you said, it's for you. It's a feminine sort of device, excuse me, but it's very attractive. It's the smallest device we have in our practice, but it's also a lovely device. It's a workhorse. So Thank you. So thank you. Um, let's move on now to XLV+. Plus. It's brand new. What's so special about XLV+, Plus? why do I have to upgrade well, there were three features that uh, Qterra looked into to make uh, enhance this laser. One was uh, make a bigger spot size, up to 16 millimeters. The second thing is they improved the power to accommodate that uh, and, and added better cooling. So the cooling now is a thicker chunk of sapphire, which gives you enhanced cooling. And the very last thing is the kind of re-implementation of a small pencil spot without cooling called the Dermstat handpiece, which was really lacking because, as Dr. Lupo said, the dermatosis papulosa nigra lesions and other small lesions like that, small angiomas in the hairline, small angiomas near the medial canthus. It was very hard to get that larger handpiece around those areas. And so now we have all those capabilities in one device. So those three enhancements, I think, are important. So, Vic, let's go over this because it's so important. What are the three? So the one is the addition of the Dermstat handpiece. Right. The second is the enhanced cooling. Right. And the third is a higher power, larger spot. Right. Now, how did they do this? I understand that it's no longer a KTP laser. People misspeak constantly from the podium regularly now. It's not a potassium titanyl phosphate crystal, correct? That's right. And what is it? Well, it sounds an LBO crystal, which, which apparently is more robust, more reliable, and capable of withstanding some of the uh, trauma that these crystals do endure during a typical laser procedure. So a more reliable laser, and it doesn't stress the lamps as much, which means things are going to run longer. Right, so who knew there was another 532-emitting crystal that was more durable? So it's no longer a KTP laser, even though our colleagues on the podium and in writing are saying, my KTP laser. So... They finally know what KTP stands for, and now they've got to learn what LBO stands for. That's right. So it's more complicated, but I think we'll always venerably call it the uh, KTP laser, exactly. which should be called a frequency double DAG laser, but in any case, it, it'll always KTP to me. Excellent. Let's move on to port wine stains. Port wine stains have been 
maybe the the focused index lesion that we focused on treating way back in the mid-80s and which was the genesis of all the lasers which were developed in dermatology and skin disease for 30 years. But the pulse dye laser has always been considered the gold standard of treatment. So Omar, in your own practice, you see port wine stains. How do you treat them? Where does the XLV plus fit in? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. Um, uh, yeah, initially these vascular lasers, you know, the goal, uh, you know, Rox Anderson had was to want to treat port wine stains in, in more of a magic bullet way with selective photothermolysis. So um, I find that the, the plus is a, is a great device for treating um, port wine stains because um, it comes not only with the 532, but the 1064 option. Um, and now that we have a bigger spot, um, when you have a bigger spot, you're actually able to drive the laser fluence um, in deeper into the skin, and you can use less relative energy. So you can you can get purpura-inducing um, responses um, treating most port wine stains. Um, but also, typically, whether you're using the 532 or the 595, eventually you plateau out, um, and then you know you're not able to get any more of a clinical endpoint or response um, on these uh, port wine stains. So um, what they've been doing lately now is now switching to a deeper penetrating laser. Um, and so you have the 1064 on your device, so you're able to kind of go and get that deeper component. I do think that that's something that does require a little more advanced knowledge, and you have to kind of tread lightly because there's some differences with absorption and, and, and things like that. So um, I, I, would, I would caution users to, to use it very carefully. But having the 1064 on, on the same platform allows you to kind of treat the deeper components of vascular lesions. Omar, thanks. Do you use the pulse dye laser and the XLV Plus interchangeably now when treating port wine stains? Um, I, I, I would say pro- probably, you know, I still out of habit rely on the pulse dye laser a lot for port wine stains, but I, I have occasionally used the, the um, XLV Plus. Um, to treat, you know, de novo port wine stains with the 532, and it's it's hard to distinguish the response. Omar, thanks. Vic? So we oftentimes use the XLV when people don't want purper, although you certainly can get purper-free results with the pulse dye laser as well. But I find with the uh, pulse dye, with the purper-free, almost purper-free settings or the port wine stain settings that are in the application-based menu for the XLV+, Plus. those are actually pretty good settings. You get very minimal purpura, you get a very nice response, but oftentimes we use the standard vascular settings with the XLV for port wine stains. We'll use 8 joules per centimeter squared, 10 milliseconds, and then 10 millimeter spot and get a nice response with that without purpura. And so a lot of our patients don't want purpura, so it fits in well with their practice. I only treat the exophytic portion of port wine stains with the 1064 nanometer component because as Omar said, it's a, it's a you know, a dangerous wavelength if you don't know what it could do. Vic, thanks very much. Um, the XLV Plus has changed our practices to some extent. Um, are there things you can now treat that you couldn't treat before, Omar? Um, I, I would say it makes me treat things better. It makes me treat things more efficiently. Um, it makes me treat patients in a more comfortable way. Um, certainly, um, actually the addition, also the dermostat handpiece has allowed me to treat things where, you know, where it would be hard to get in with a bulky sapphire chilled handpiece around the eye or other areas with the curve. So it, it really has kind of enhanced my ability to treat people in a faster way without sacrificing quality and keeping them more comfortable and with the larger spot getting faster results. 
I think this is really important. And Omar, you're the one who taught me this because I turned to you when I first got the XLV+. Plus. I said, who needs a 16 millimeter spot? The 12 seems so big to me compared to my original two. Who needs 16? And I'm worried I'm going to get more swelling, more discomfort. And what's the rush? And tell me what you told me then because it was very powerful. Yeah. So, so initially when I got the device, what I actually did was I, I did a couple of split faces where I treated one side, uh, you know, with the 16 millimeter spot and the 10 millimeter spot on the other side. And, and what I noticed, and I think it was a combination of a couple of things. One, when you have the larger spot size, you're losing less of your photons to scattering. So you can actually dial in a, a lower fluence, but still get better or equal efficacy. Um, so that was, I think, you know, one, one important thing. It hurt less, but I was getting better results. I was also having less skip lesions. So, um, you know, that was also another important thing because I was treating a more kind of complete area. Um, and then I, I, I think actually the cooling that was enhanced between the XLV to the XLV Plus was also another big thing because I actually noticed that there was significantly less swelling and erythema on the side with the 16 millimeter spot. And then when I looked at the 10 millimeter spot, there was more erythema, swelling. But I also looked and, and, and I always tried to be proud of myself and I try to be the best laser physician as possible. But there were definitely areas where I was skipping and missing things. So, uh, you know, I, I think the plus actually made me a better laser dermatologist. So, Omar, this is really important. 16 millimeter spot with the new crystal and the new chilling actually gives you better results, less pain and less swelling than with the 10 or the 12 millimeter spot from before. So it's a true advance. 100%. Thank you. Mary, I want to turn to you. You've had the XLV Plus for a while now in your practice. About six, about six months, maybe. And so how has it changed your practice? And maybe you could tell us about a couple of cases that you've had. So what I, uh, I'll, I'll give you sort of, some of these are sort of overlap from my old XLV experience that, that translated to this, like with the Genesis platform with the long-pulsed YAG. But what I have found is really been different is poikiloderma. Because I actually have a protocol now where I'll do one Fraxel dual and then one XLV plus, and they're done. And they don't have to get as many treatments. And I like the multi-level approach with poikiloderma. And I've, I've, I've just found that doing these two together... Uh, in sequence, I'll do the Fraxel and then two to three weeks later do the XLV plus. So I think again, it's the it's the crystal and it's the spot size and the energy and that sort of thing. Mary, do you mind if we go back? So with the Fraxel, what are you using? What wavelength? So I use both the fifteen fifty, and uh, I, do you want me to sh no, share for the nineteen twenty for the and, and then the nineteen twenty seven same day. Yes, same one day. One treatment. One treatment. Then four passes with one, four passes with then another. Then three weeks later, XLV plus. Usually t anywhere from two to four weeks later, depending on the patient's schedule, do the XLV plus. And, and so you're going done. after brown the first visit and then red and, second and, visit? But I also think the 1550 component, 
with its improvement of the collagen matrix and thickening the collagen has a clinical manifestation that translates into improvement in poikiloderma that's a, above and beyond um, the vascular and the pigment component to it. Because haven't you ever noticed that people with poikiloderma have pretty significant clinically visible elastosis with oh, that plucked chicken look? That's part of the condition, exactly. Right. So I think you have to do something that specifically addresses collagen stimulation, and, and, that's, and that's what I do. It's great. Plus, with the XLV+, Plus, you're getting both red and leftover brown. Mm-hmm. What a mm-hmm. great idea. Yeah, that's you what I've been doing. you sometimes have to go back and do another XLV+, Plus a month later? You no, know, it, it, you know, it depends on the, the They're so much better. But who doesn't have the patient who's 80 to 90% better want to be 100% better? Okay? I mean, please. I mean, we all have those, okay? We have yeah. the patients all day. who get 40% better and want to kiss your feet. And we have the patient who's 95% better and thinks you're a fraud. So, I mean, I don't know. What's the secret to that, guys? If we figure that out, we've got it made. Send them all to Vic, the second <laughs> one. That's right. Omar. One, one point I actually want to make is that not all poikiloderma is identical, right? There's some where there's more of a vascular component, some there's where there's more of a pigment component. And the beauty of the XLV is the cooling, you can actually modulate it. It's not a fixed cooling. So you can cool at 5, you can cool at 10, you can cool at 15. And so if somebody is more pigmented, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of ease up on the cooling um, to try to get more of that pigmented component better. So the XLV also lets you kind of customize your treatments in a little bit more nuanced of a way. So this is a bit technical, but I think it's important. Explain to us why you would cool less to get more pigment. Right. So so the, the, the main goal with cooling is to protect the epidermal melanin, but sometimes that's going to be our, our clinical target. Um, and so if you ease up on the cooling, um, the melanin is going to absorb it, it's going to heat up more, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more easily damaged. Um, if you're too aggressive with your cooling, you're actually going to protect the epidermal melanin um, in, in a better way, and you're not going to get as good a response. So in fact, if you have too much cooling, like 5 degrees centigrade, you might chill the pigment so much that the heat doesn't overcome the p- cooling, and in fact, it doesn't work. So we've learned that over the years, but it's one of those things that's not necessarily intuitive to the average user. Let's finish this segment by, I'm going to ask each of you, what's the favorite, your favorite part or favorite aspect of the XLV Plus? We'll start with Vic. Well, my favorite part is that you, you, you can use it so quickly. It's very fast. Uh, that's my favorite part, really, is speed. Uh, with the old XLV, I would use it at 3 hertz with a 10 millimeter spot. With a new one, I'll use it at 1.2, 1.5 hertz with a 15 millimeter spot. And I, I just like the speed and elegance of it. And the handpiece is light, so it's not fatiguing. So that's the three things I really like about it is the speed, the ergonomic simplicity, and the reliability. Those things make it a, a very valuable part of the practice. Vic, thanks. Mary? So I would say it's versatility and it's uh, cost effectiveness or maybe even more commercial effectiveness, if you will, because what we can do with this is it opens it up to, to treat more patients. I'm getting great results with improving active acne. Um, I am getting results using low-level fluences for my patients who have sort of a, what I call a vascular melasma, and that chilling is so important to that result. So it just opens up more patients for you. So I like its versatility in who I can help with this device. Mary, thanks. Omar. So as a laser dermatologist or someone that appreciates physics, I love that it's an LBO crystal. I love that we get the big spot. 
I love that I have a Dermastat handpiece. I can do things faster and better. So that's that's a win. As a as a business owner of a of a small practice, though, um, one of the things that I really appreciate is this device just kind of runs all day. And Maria talked about the Genesis and. And we do so much laser genesis, and and initially it was one of those procedures I was a little skeptical about because I didn't really understand how it works. But um, it's it's great for that young millennial base, and it keeps these patients loyal to you. And as they age, they can kind of proceed with other other procedures and and and, and injectables. So from a business perspective, this is such a great laser to have a return on investment. Well, I want to thank you all very much. I'll add one thing, and it's reliability. I turn this laser on in the morning, I turn off at night, it works every day. We have rooms filled with lasers. We have service men and women, but mostly men in our practice every day of the week, 50 weeks a year. Every device is, one of them is down every day of the week. They almost never have to come to service this device and the only time is for a service check, but it's not because it's not working. And when you're running a practice, you, you can't afford to have a device that's a workhorse not working for a week. So I got to give credit to the Qtera engineers because they build solid state, great devices that are reliable. And the fact that it's adorable is actually a nice added feature, isn't it? Who knew lasers could be so cute? Be sure to listen to the final episode of this three-part series on Qtera's Excel V+. The panelists will resume their discussion with focus on the 1064 nanometer wavelength and the usefulness of the Excel V+, across practice. To learn more about Excel V+, visit Qtera dot com.